I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Shane Oliver Experience. I have with me tonight the very, very long-haired, very thrashy Liam from Dragon's Mead, decapitated mum. <laughs> Go on, this is this is this is fun. Spectre, yes. Um, Malachite. Uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Drummers, man. <laughs> Fucking played in everything. Um, yeah, okay, who else? All right, so, um, yeah, formerly of Mar- Malachite. Yep. Dragon's Mead, currently in Dragon's Mead, Spectre. Yep. And Elkenwood. Oh, that's the other one. D-Mom, yep. yes. Um, do, you, do you want me to go through my entire resume? Um, How long you got? Well, we're starting. Oh, we can go. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, keep going, keep going. Let's go. Oh, gee, okay, you're asking for trouble. Yeah. Um, uh, my high school band, Metallurgy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, done a lot of bit parts and stuff. Current, um, also, tonight we'll play a song from a studio project I did a bit of session work called um, Tension or Tension. Oh, okay, which, cool. Uh, Phil hates it when I, when I call them Tension because there's two eyes in the name. Uh, is, is that why you called it that? Why is there the two eyes in it? I'm not sure. I nah. might have to ask Phil that one. but nah. uh, Or is it spelled that way? I don't it's, know. It's, it, I don't know, but um, <laughs> he hates it when I call it Tension. But <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, so, yeah, so what, what have you been up to at the moment, man? Like, um, yeah, you've, you've got yourself a whole uh, accolade of bands that you've been playing for as well, and you've got the current ones now. So you've got um, Spectre that you're currently doing recording for at the moment. Um, you've been playing with D-Mum for a fair while now, a couple yeah, of yeah. years, uh, three years now? So- something like that, yeah, yeah. Two, two, three years, I think. Um, um, yeah. And, yeah, you've got uh, Dragon's Meat as well. Yep. Um, so you've got three bands currently going yeah. right now, off the top of my head. How busy does that get? Um, that not seems as, ridiculous. Not as busy as you might think. Because, um, I mean, Dragon's Meat, we don't gig all that often. Mm-hmm. Um, we played Shredfest and Odinfest, I think. Yeah. And yeah. the Alestorm support. And that, that's that they're the only gigs we've done this year. Like we, we kind of reserve the band for like special events kind of kind of deal. Okay. Um and D Mom, well, it's kinda of like, is there a gig on? Cool. Yep, we're there. Cool. We'll just, <laughs> I think we even did one show where it was just three members, me, Daffy and Ben. And that was it, because two members couldn't make it. It was a last minute call for a gig. Oh no shit. And um and you've opted to do it and how did it go? 
Well, how does any D-Mum gig go? Yeah, I know. I know. That's (laughs) that's what I mean. Like, there you've got two less people to cause carnage. (laughs) I mean, I mean, you get you've had what Josh, you've had Ben, and now you got me. I mean, more D-Mum members you're gonna have on your podcast. Your ratings are just gonna keep going down, man. I know. I know. I'm digging myself a hole, bringing you guys on every time. It's (laughs) just. I don't know why. I don't know why I give in, but you guys fucking want it, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, like I've always like you, you say that you you don't really like say you reserve certain shows like say for Dragon's Meet. So the scheduling may not be so 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 busy per se with playing shows regularly, but you've also got to take in how much you're playing with these other bands and how much that can also kind of rub off as well on what oh, you're doing. absolutely, yeah. So going from, from genre to genre and your writing skills and stuff, because that leads on to my next thing is um, asking about, like, say, your particular writing processes that you do with drumming and stuff. Does that make it difficult when you've got different genres to jump between to, to play songs for? Does it, does it make it hard over time or easier, do you think? Not, not really, no. Uh, it's not, I mean, it's not hard. Um, like when I when I was playing in Malachite, you know, we were a thrash band playing, you know, your speedy speedy sort of drum stuff. And when you think about it, the drumming style from Malachite to Dragon's Meat isn't really that different. Mm-hmm. Different style with everything else, but the drumming very similar. Uh, Demon was definitely a learning experience because I wasn't very experienced in um, like your blast beats and your, yeah. your your extreme metal drumming. Um, so you know, Demon. They are what they are, but <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun learning, you know, how to properly do your 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 standard like grindcore style, yeah, drumming. And so, how long have you been drumming for? Uh, twenty years. Twenty years, no shit. I mean, tw- uh, twenty one actually this year. So yeah, right. Years. So, so that drumming's been in your life for a goddamn long time. Very so, long time, so yeah. um, what what got you into it so early? Uh um. You know, just it made me cool at school and <laughs> nah. got got me all got me all the all the yeah. Um, no, nah, it Muso was life is the muso <laughs> life. It's not embarrassing. Like, is that what drew you into it early on? No, like, just uh, it was made- it was um, no nah, school band. I was in the school band right, as a, as a right. kid, and uh, I wanted to I wanted to um, play keyboard first when I was when I was a kid. But um, next best thing was um, percussion. So I start I started like just doing you know your marching drum sort of stuff and then um, in in my early teens uh, mm. moved to drum kit and um, first day of high school I met um, this the uh, the this guy was uh, in my area like he lived in my area I lived in a pretty remote rural town so I didn't I didn't know anyone mm-hmm. I, I didn't know how to get get on the school ba- bus back home and there was this other dude this other kid on the bus you know he that I buddied up turned out he was a guitarist. Yeah, lived down the road from me, and we just started jamming. And um, and now, as you were saying with your question, you know, the people you meet and the people you start jamming with, the more you learn. Yeah. So like, I hadn't jammed with anyone at that point, and I only knew you standing, you know, four beat, four four beat. Your yeah, yeah. So you still like, you're still managing to, to to be able to like write songs because you can do the standard four by four and whatnot. Well, yeah. The first thing we did was covers, like yeah, um, you know. Uh, songs that we liked at the time. I'm not even going to say it because tastes change <laughs> as you get everyone, older. Everyone starts somewhere. That's that's okay. Everyone starts somewhere, and you know mm. we 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 were learning. You know, you standard sort of rock covers, and then we started you know getting into heavier shit like 
uh, everyone's gateway drug is Metallica, and, mm, and yeah. Um, yeah, we started writing some of our own original um, metal stuff, and yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So you've started doing it from a super young age, and you're still going now. Mm. Has has there been any point in that time where you've kind of thought to yourself that you didn't want to do it anymore? Like you just kind of gave up on it, or absolutely, you, yeah, absolutely, like. Probably two occasions. Um, one was like after Malachite ended, well, mm-hmm. after after I quit Malachite, more precisely, and um, even recently, um, like this year, there's been some some times where I got pretty close. Where I'm like, Why am I doing this? You know. Yeah. Um, but um, this year's Shredfest um, played early early set with Spectre. Yeah. Played again later or later on with Dragon's Meat, and it really re-energized me. Uh, had had some really good good solid chats with um, some of the dudes like from Hidden Intent and um, Hidden Intent are they from are they from South Australia they are yeah, yeah Adelaide yeah had some really good solid chats with some of the musicians that were there and um, you know knowing that you're not alone in the same predicament really really helps yeah um, you know uh, there was one band I was chatting to their drummer like you know every time he was in a band that was on the verge of doing something big they'd be like you know a member that was a liability that would just leads to the band imploding I'm like oh man and like you know he's he just said like you'll get there just keep playing it's mm-hmm. all good like just and also remembering that just to enjoy yourself yeah it's well that's the main thing yeah like playing playing more than one set in a day too how did, like you said then before that it, it energized you for that for that time but like say when you when you do that regularly or say there's a festival on or whatever and, and you're a drummer, you could be on that lineup in three different bands. Yeah. And doing that fairly regularly, can can that be something that kind of runs you down into the ground a little bit, making you feel a bit burnt out, having to do so much? Or uh, do you no, just, no. just managing it? Just manage it. I mean, when I say energise, I don't mean like in a physical sense, but like more of an uh, emotional or mental, mental sense. More in a mental sense, so yeah. it, was, it really reminded me why I, I love doing this mm-hmm. that, that day at Treadfest. Hey, Mousy, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> G'day, Mousy. It it does it, music does in instrument wise listening wise whatever it is however however you take it in there there's something about it that can help you in in whatever whatever path of life that you that you're having struggles with or even just like motivation like there's yeah. so many goddamn songs or even just like instrumental style songs that have that epic sounding over the top orchestral stuff you know like and Mm. and people would and no words no words it's just that feeling of uh inspiration you can get from a song and stuff and it it you know it it goes through you and then you're going to want to go and do something else uh like because you're motivated now from listening to that sort of thing and it's just uh, i i relate it the same to this this sort of genre as well like the heavy thrash stuff if you get the you get a good band and you get a a really live like not obviously live but i mean like fast paced good live energy yeah it's it's really hard for it not to be contagious too and you just get wrapped up in it oh, and absolutely. it takes it takes a lot of whatever's going on up in your noggin away for those brief moments and you feel so fucking blissful absolutely you know and it, it's 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 crazy just also it has so many benefits, but especially for the for people that are involved in it, 
so passionately too, there is a lot of downsides, you know, a lot of downsides that a lot of, I mean, it's it, it, creative people put their their art out for the world to see sort of thing. So there's a lot of critiques and criticisms that you come with, that, that come with it and, and trying to take take it in. And if you're, if you kind of, I wouldn't say soft skin or whatever. If you hear someone say, "Oh, that was shit," it can, it can, like, it, more than what people think, it fucks with you. Yeah, you man, know? this podcast absolutely sucks. Can I go? It now? does. You can, can I go if you now? want. Yeah. I don't give two fucks. <laughs> go away. I'll get someone else on. No. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's those, like with actual like people you don't know, and like you're like, I put so much hard work and effort into this, and then you just get some idiot that comes along and doesn't even care. Yeah, and will just say stuff, and you're just like, man, fuck that guy. It brings your mood down. It's 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 just like that. It can, oh, yeah, you know. But you know, some people can just let it roll off, and they're used to it by that point. But especially when when you're starting out, it's and and you get you put all that energy into wanting to put your stuff out there and be really proud of it and then have people just not care and just make a passing joke out of it it just feels like you're wasting your time you know uh like just in those instances but like for the most part you got your stuff out there this feels fantastic i love it you know like (laughs) and and how it's going to be pretty damn hard for it to disappear because it's out there for the world to see on the web and it's incredibly hard to lose shit once yep. it's out in the web, you know. So once it's there, it's there. So once you can always there. look back, you know, 10 years from now and be like, I used to fucking play in that band. We'll be, oh, man, what was I thinking that time? Oh, it's still there. You know, yeah. can't, can't delete it off the web. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. So when you started playing drums, yep. when you, what was, the, what was the first band that you actually got into? The first band that I the, that I played in, or the first band that I was listening uh, to? listening to, and then the first band that you played in. Okay, um, first band I got I got into. Well, like I was saying, my gateway mm. band was, was what Met- it was Metallica. It was Metallica. Like I was listening to a lot of just you know your Triple M rock at the right, time. The, yeah, like, the yeah, s- like it was your 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 Sound Gardens and all that kind of stuff. You know, which I'm still man pop- rock. Man Rock, Triple M. You know, I'm still yeah. pretty partial to you. You know, you sound guns, and I love Alice in Chains. You know, they're one of my favorite bands. They are, they, yeah, they're good. Um, but um, uh, the so the 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 fellow, the my schoolmate uh, James, mm-hmm. didn't mention his name earlier. James James Ellis. Um, him and I, when we started jamming, we started a band um, called Zero Tolerance. Mm-hmm. Um, that lasted, I think, about probably like a couple of months, mm-hmm. and then we then we formed what. Became metallurgy, yeah. And I think it was at a, it was a, a weird time in Brisbane. Like this was two thousand and five, yeah, two thousand five. And there were a lot of like you know death metal, black metal, um, your kind of um, soilwork style bands that were that were all all throughout Brisbane. And you know a lot of them were really really good. But we were this fish out of water, like your Iron Maiden, Metallica style you know traditional metal band mm-hmm. and the first couple of gigs we ever played like we, we, it, it was hard to get gigs at first because the scene that was the scene mm-hmm. but when we did we were all these kids just came out of the woodwork being like oh my god there's a traditional metal band in brisbane holy shit mm. you know and that was a good feeling and um I've and always, uh, for me personally as well so i didn't mean to no no, no go, go ahead um like, it's like i've I, back then like for me i i started it was about 2000 and 2008 for me yeah, yeah. I started going to gigs on the regular sort of thing and 
around that time, I, I never really knew of any sort of mainstay style metal band, I don't think, around that point. I'm trying to think of off the top of my head, like, say, thinking about, um, like, you know, the name that you would normally see on flyers and stuff that would be playing shows sort of thing. Minus Life would have been one of them, I think, at the time, who are back now. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do remember seeing them, like, mm. seeing their name fly about in, in flyers and gig posters and stuff back then. Um, for me, I, I, I like to go to sort of whatever I could then. I was just trying to see whatever I could see. But a lot of the shows just seem to happen to end up at either Princess Theatre or, or um, like even shows at UQ at the Red yeah, Room. Yeah. Um, I saw a couple there. I unfortunately missed out on seeing like it was the last ever Summer Slaughter tour and that came over here. And it was... That yeah. was the QUT bar... Was I think, it? I, I think well, it, was. it was either that one or it was UQ that they okay. played at, right. and it was Necrophages, Dying Fetus, Aborted, and the Red Shore. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there was the Faceless. Were, I think was supposed to be on it, but then they bailed last minute. But I've heard that's something that happens with them a lot. Anyway, um, <laughs> they have a lot of shit that always seems to happen to them. Um, but yeah, so there was four. Like that was the last one that ever did it. I was kind of I was really spewing though because I would have loved to have seen Necrophages. Would have yeah, yeah. loved to see them because, like, what the fuck's even happening with them anymore? <laughs> I remember ever like for eight. That was a running thing for like a good few years, probably between uh, when they had just come out then and like for the next uh, from that tour to like a couple of years later, where yeah, it was yeah. like that meme where the dude's a skeleton next to the computer, where it's like, waiting, oh yeah, I've seen that wait, meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> waiting, waiting for the next. Necrophages, Necrophages. yeah, yeah. And, it's, and that one used to get posted all the fucking time. <laughs> like that was a regular one. Um, and yeah, like those those were the sort of ones that I'd used to go to all the time. So I kind of knew a lot of like what the hardcore, deathcore yeah. style scene was, like the the usuals in that. Yeah, but I never really knew who like the like that traditional style metal proper well, yeah, feeling. It, even when metallurgy was around, it, it still wasn't really happening. I mean, there was a there was a band that called Sedition, and there was us, and there were a few sort of like I guess kind of. Uh, like sort of prog kind of bands that yeah, were okay. that were around, um, and that was that was that was kind of it. So, sort of bands that were that, that were kind of like um, Pain of Salvation, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, the tr- traditional metal in Brisbane hasn't really been huge, and probably until like the Thrash mm-hmm. um, bands sort of kicked on around 2010. Yeah, I mean, like it's it comes from the same the same sort of genre style of music anyway yeah. it's just picked up like you know a few <laughs> it's picked up a little bit like the tempo is mm. a bit faster sort of thing yeah um you know and it's amazing how like that can bring it's like say a sub genre or whatever of the main one will bring up this like bring up the popularity and then it'll come back to like that traditional style that Absolutely. comes back, back into it again you know like say it's it's it wasn't as popular but because this this genre is getting more popular now and they kind of interchange and, and tour with each other sort of thing like now the popularity yeah, yeah. comes back up with that and you get a few more like mainstay metal bands like i know laceration mantra yeah, yeah. is another one that's like oh, i wouldn't say traditional metal but well like they're, well yeah funny you say that because they they opened for dark angel last night yeah you know, yeah thrash band and you know laceration mantra who are like an offshoot of um, Brisbane death metal legends Misery mm. you know um, supporting them and King Parrot so there was that crossover and everyone was was getting into it just as much mm. so you went do you went to that one last night I, I did see photos the other day uh, you were driving them around <laughs> I was driving yeah, yeah. Chalky, Chalky Hill from um, 
uh, Odious and formerly Doreen. Uh, yeah, him and I were driving them, um, going on pizza runs for them. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, fuck, go- that's cool. Good blokes, man. They're yeah, and um, Gene Hoagland. Um, that's you know, how, that's how you pronounce it. Is Gene Hoagland or Hogan Ho- or Ho- uh, it's Hogland, yeah, Hoagland, or Hogland. Okay. I, I just, I just, just call him Gene. Gene, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was good to, it was good to see. Like he was the original drummer, and good to see him back behind the kit with um, Dark Angel, like the original lineup. So, I mean, he's incredible. like you. He's been drumming for most of his fucking life too. You know, like, and, and he's played many mul- bands. Yeah, many yeah. bands as well. So, <laughs> I'm sure you would have had wanted to have conversations with him about that sort of stuff. Well, him and I have both played drums for Brendan Small. You know yeah. that name? Mm, no. Death Clock. No shit. No shit. I did not know that. <laughs> That's fucking cool, man. Yeah. You know, and he's what? He did Strapping Young Lad as Strapping well. Strapping Young Lad. Uh, Fear Factory. Did he do Fear Factory? Yeah, he did. He didn't did. He? I think he did like an album or two with. I'm not. I'm not a big Fear Factory. Like I don't know much yeah. about Fear Factory, but I think he did like one or two albums. I'm sure we're going to get yeah. corrected by your by your listeners on that Ooh. one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's wait and see. <laughs> um, old man's child. I think he uh, he's done a was lot. He an old man's child. Yeah, was he, he was. Yeah. Um, oh. Testament. Yeah, I knew um, test. I knew that one as well. I didn't know he was an old man's child. Though. That's fucking crazy. Uh, death. Yeah. Death. Oh yeah. yes, yes. See and see like. I just like obviously he's like a full time musician. Yeah, like that's what he does, sort of thing. But that just seems to me like there's just there would have to be a lot of time being on the road and mm. and and being away from people that you you know love and care about, sort yeah. of thing. Um, that must be, that must get fucking hard too, you know, like that sort of that sort of scheduling and stuff like that yeah. you know like what when when he was here and when you saw the show and I'll, I'll ask about how the show was in yeah, a second sure. as well but like um did you did you get much to when you're driving him around and all that like did you get a chance to talk about um how he started and get to do any of that sort of stuff or was no, it just more so just driving I, him I, around? I didn't i didn't really get to uh, chat to to uh, gene that much until after the show because um he was in a separate car and he he had to do some drum clinics and stuff too. Uh, didn't Sydney, he? Melbourne, but um, not here. Yeah, okay. no, not here. He was. Uh, he, I think he, I think he was sleeping at the hotel or something. <laughs> yeah, and then he came a bit later. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, him and I had a bit of a chat and we're talking about you know the death clock stuff because um, that was Brendan Small doing a promo tour for mm-hmm. season season three of Metalocalypse, and um, we got a bunch of local musicians together and. Um, did a few shows in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne with Brendan on stage with us doing some lead guitar and that's so cool. And uh, yeah, Gene and ha- I had a bit of a chat about that, and he was like, "Oh yeah, Brendan was telling me about that and blah blah blah." And yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm at, uh, my partner and I are off to LA in November this year to go and see Death Clock at Adult Swim Festival. So oh really? Yeah, he was telling him about that. I was like, "Oh man, I'm going all the way up to to see you play." And it's like, <laughs> oh, that's so cool. So, and you're having a good having a good fan out moment as well. Like I'm sure trying he- not to. Yeah, try yeah. Uh, and uh, like how hard is that as well? Um, like, well, yeah. Working with Dark Angel last night was, you know, a good lesson not to do that. Mm. And, you know, one thing about, you know, I've worked with touring bands before. Um, they're just people. Yeah. They're just doing their thing and they they appreciate it when you when you just have a meaningful conversation with them and don't, don't go, oh my God, you know, I love blah, 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 blah. And, you know, um, it was interesting, you know, like, um, I think one of the guys runs like a superfoods... Um, like sort of startup, 
and yeah, right. ha- had a chat to him about that. And you know, they appreciate when you when you when you when you talk about you know meaningful stuff because mm. you know they're on the road all the time. They're used to hearing this all the time. If if you got like I was talking to um, Dave Gibbons, the art, uh, artist of the comic book Watchmen, mm-hmm. and he gets asked Q and A all the time at every convention that he goes to. But there was this one little video uh, computer game that I played when I was when I was a kid called Beneath the Steel Sky, and he did all the graphics for that. Mm-hmm. Asked him about that, and he was the look of relief on his face because he gets asked. Him, it was a different question. It was something that you know meant mm-hmm. a lot to him. And yeah, so yeah, having conversation with them about you know anything other than the obvious, they they appreciate that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, and so with that, you you get you get them just trying to do their job, trying to do what they do for a living. And I mean, like mm. they're trying to treat it like another job, sort of thing, like yeah. getting money in and whatnot. So like, it is something that does affect people in a certain way. Yeah. And I guess there's kind of give and take where when, if you get to that certain point, like it's kind of you know you're putting yourself out in that spotlight at least you know like there is some sort of view where it's like at least be uh i wouldn't say respectful if they're being disrespectful yeah 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 yeah. like just just be chill sort of thing as well but like there will be people that are like oh my god oh my god yeah and you know it happens they yeah and they deal with that sort of stuff and like um it was interesting i heard one of the members being like oh you know i had two people fanboying in the in the back in the back area you know i hope i didn't come off as an asshole to them so you know they like i said they're people Mm. they're people like you and i yeah that's that's right and especially when they get to that level too it just seems like they want to i wouldn't say they want to or just the the people that listen to the music and stuff um if they just hit that certain peak of some form of stardom or whatever, it just kind of the level of what happens in terms of how they react, you know, like it goes from an oh my god, hey, I know you Oh my god, I know you Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, just just that sort of thing. It, it I wouldn't say it's common or whatever, but just like yeah, like that's when you've got to be like, Oh shit, okay. Yeah. Like I was talking to Gene and saying, oh, hey, how you going, man? And uh, looking forward to seeing you in LA. Mm-hmm. And, oh, hey, we've both drawn for Brendan. That was when his eyes sort of, you know, you, you notice the attitude change. He's like, oh, this, this guy's not just a fanboy coming to... He's, you know, and we, that's when the conversation sort of yeah, started. He's yeah. Probably, yeah, he'd be like, oh, thank God. It's not the same dribble every time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, I, don't, I don't know how he really feels about that. So, yeah, but... And that's fair yeah. too. I mean, like... It, Referring to jobs and stuff like that as well, because I was that 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 was going to be. Oh no, I didn't ask you about um how the show was itself, the Dark yeah. Angel one, because uh, it was King Parrot, uh, Dark Angel, King Parrot, and Lasseration yeah. Mantra, yeah. Um, and that was uh, at, was it at the zoo? It was the zoo, yeah. That seems like that. That's I I like that venue outside of it getting super fucking hot. Uh, um, it's but, got it's gotten better. Yeah, they've they've really I think they've they've really listened to. Like it's gotten better. Yeah, they've um, done something with the, like the um, the roof, mm-hmm. and they've put more fans in. And yeah, look, last night was hot, mm-hmm. but inside it wasn't. It wasn't as hot as it used to be. Yeah, they've, because they've, they've be- done a great job. Yeah, because I I can't remember the last one, the last gig I went to at the zoo, but um, 
Yeah, uh, I I do remember it just being a fucking boiler room in there. Yeah, like it was a it was a sold out gig. I think oh, this is going back a while. Oh, I've been there before then. But anyway, I know one of the times that I went there was when I saw the Bennies play there, and it was sold out. And yeah. it was just a cesspit of sweat, and oh, you yeah. could see the heat when the lights would come down onto the crowd, sort of thing, and flashing <laughs> and doing all that shit. You could see like the steam coming off of them, just like all of yeah. them in the mosh pit. And I was just like watching from a distance, going. Oh god, that's fucked. Yeah, that's <laughs> but um, like, because I'm not like, if you're amongst it, you're like, I don't care. But you're yeah. not sweaty. You're like, you're sweaty from just standing there watching, and you're like, oh, ugh, ugh, fuck this. <laughs> ugh. So I, I, I'm glad to hear that it's not as hot anymore, though, because I love yeah. that venue. I think it's really oh, good. I the stage it. setup, it's got a night like, because it's a nice open flooring at the front yeah, as well, yeah. and the stage is elevated too. So I think, and I think it's one of Australia's longest running, like, consistency consistently longest running venues really yeah that's cool if it is because i didn't know that yeah um i it's i know it's been there for a while i know it's been there 90, for a while 91 92 i think yeah <sighs> yeah fuck that yeah. is a fair while isn't it um yeah so <sighs> the zoo's been going uh they, they played at the zoo was it sold out or close nah, to? Nah, nah. There was co- there were quite a lot of people there. Yeah. Um. How many can the zoo hold anyway? That I don't know. Yeah. But um, I've seen I've seen the zoo like pretty packed out, and yeah. there had to have been like probably close to a thousand. But um, there there were like it wasn't sold out, but there was still a lot of people there last night. A lot of people there for um, I think a lot of people came there exclusively for King Barrett, but then they got drawn into Dark Angel and. Mm. They were um, that seems interesting. <laughs> oh, I mean, King Parrot put on a show. Like even the yeah. Dark Angel boys were like, "Oh man, those King Parrot boys, they're they're hilarious." You know, <laughs> they they are a definite uh, sight to see yeah. and watch and play. Like Toddy's an animal on the drums, and <laughs> and um, Slats is Slats is just a character. Oh I mean, yeah, the, the the videos that they did of him and shit were pretty funny, <laughs> um, and he sells it so well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that I mean, so you did that, um, and then what's what's your next project after that? Uh, not project, sorry. Like, uh, so do you do you do the driving a lot around for these guys, and like, do you have well, any plan coming up? Um, that was for Hardline Media, uh, from who who bring a lot of bands here. Mm-hmm. Great, uh, Doug's a, Doug and his uh, wife Pod, they're amazing people, um, and. Um, they called me in on the last minute to do that job with Chalky because the number two guy got uh, he could he couldn't do it for yeah for a a or b reason but um yeah that was that was more of a last last minute job okay. I've I've done I've done a, a couple of um jobs for Hardline Media here and there with like promos and flyers and all that sort of stuff in the past yeah so like um. I've been there. <laughs> I've been their go-to guy for a few odd jobs. Right, right, yeah, yeah. No, that, that that's fair enough. And I mean, it, I mean, one extra bit of coin too. You get to drive around some musos and actually have a conversation <laughs> with people that do the same thing as you that's as well. Right. I yep. mean, that's can't be too bad of a bad of a no, gig in my opinion. So yeah, fucking more power to you. Um, and and speaking of driving the bands around and stuff like that, you've been you've been doing this for a while, like you said, and you've played in multiple bands. Yeah, what have you? How many crazy band stories have you got? Crazy band stories. Oh man, I have to think think about this one. There's got to be at least one that kind of sticks out. Um, even if it's just one. One crazy band story. 
Um, there was, oh man, like there was one time when Malachite played in Melbourne, I think. Yeah, you guys, you guys supported Municipal, wasn't it? Or did, did you open for them? We opened for them, yeah. Yeah, we, right. I think, were we the only band? Yeah, I think that we was were, at the High Fire. That I was the High Fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't even know you were the drummer then, and I went to that too. <laughs> My shirt got ripped and everything. Like it was fucking great. Um, crazy band stories. Like we played Melbourne and just we were partying wild at the like the venue we were staying at uh, or we were playing at also had accommodation upstairs, and you know we were just being rowdy and all the backpackers there were telling us to shut up and <laughs> they, they can get fucked. <laughs> and you know. I think um, our bass player woke up with a pot plant next to him and uh, <laughs> our singer, Tommy, he woke up with like a, a an icy pole down his pants and nice. some weird shit. <laughs> so you, there's a story there, you just don't know what's happened. I was pretty drunk that night, so yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, don't remember. So, there's, there's a, so there's a pot plant. There's an icy pole and no recollect. Is that like a is that like the hangover for musicians? And then you got to try and backtrack and work out what the fuck happened, or do you just like forget about it? You're like, <laughs> now we got a pot. <laughs> Why are my pants wet? Shit. Oh man, it was pretty hazy the night before. <laughs> I think I think I may have put that aside for good reason. Yeah. No. Fair. The- um, well, I mean, that can lead me on to ask this anyway. Um, <laughs> do, when, do you find yourself when you get to go to tour in a state and stuff like that or even just play like those sort of one-off shows, like do you feel like it's a bit of a chance to let loose and have yourself a good time? Well, park home A, park home B. Mm. With Malachite Tour, like I was organising all that sort of stuff, so I had to you know, keep my limbs intact. Mm-hmm. And um, it was only like the, the, the Melbourne show was the final show of that tour. Right. So that was when I did let loose. You know, I crowd surfed and that, didn't have that, to worry so much about what was happening. Yeah, yeah, like you know, that was the first time I'd ever crowd surfed right, as well yeah. that night. And you know, Desecrator were playing, and they were, they were absolutely you know the, the room that was that was a packed out room. Like yeah. I think it was one of, uh, that that night sold out. Yep. at the at the Bendigo Hotel, and like you know, I was just like, oh well, tour's done. All my all my responsibilities are done. I'm just gonna <laughs> jump over the crowd and. Fuck See yeah. what happens. Yeah, and you've crowd surfed for the first time, and you've just had yourself a fucking gay old time. Oh no, they dropped me, man. And they, no, <laughs> they just saw you and went, "Oh fuck, uh, bloody ginger." <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it was it was that 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 was probably one of the best shows on the tour. Yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah. It was a good time. Do you, do you like playing in Melbourne? I love playing in Melbourne. Is yeah. it, would it, would it be this next one anyway? Would this be one of your fa- like one of your favorite places to play? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every time, like every every band I've been in, and we played in Melbourne, it's probably been like it's been an amazing time. What is it about Melbourne that makes it so different? Um, it's like they they they're your mates from another like in another house. It's like you know in Brisbane, you're playing you're playing with the, your familiars yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, not saying that's a bad thing, but you know, you're playing with your mates. It's you're familiar with all the people there. Going to Melbourne is like going to your to your other mate's house. Mm-hmm. That man, I'm not really good with these analogies, but you know, we were we were going down there playing with Desecrator, who are like you know Australia's granddaddies of <laughs> they're not that old of um, <laughs> of you know modern thrash, very influential, very influential. Yeah. You know them and Malice's Wake, and you know and Malice's Wake don't come up to Brisbane very often, so we went down there and it was like amazing you know mm-hmm. oh how's it going man what are you doing you know having beers together just you know shooting the shit 
playing, you know, to these packed audiences and just having a having a fucking ball, you know, catching up, swapping crazy tour stories. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> easy. poles down your pants. Yeah, and that's the easiest way to, I suppose, yeah. to kind of break a conversation, even like with other musos and stuff, especially for, for me, uh, like even just talking to people in general or whatever, like an icebreaker is just key. Otherwise, yeah, my anxiety yeah. will just, like, fuck with me that whole oh, conversation, man, like, you know? Yeah, you're preaching to the converted right yeah. here, man. <laughs> yeah, because like, it, 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 it makes it so much easier if there's, like, just something immediately clicks in something mm. that you say or do or whatever that you've related to and it just flows. And then you can be like, oh, fuck, we're, we're mates. We're yeah. sweet. There's no awkwardness now. That's like, it, yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but, like, just, I, I, do, I do understand where you're coming from, though, in that yeah. analogy. Like, you, you go down there and you're playing with people that, you, you do know, but you don't see him regularly. Exactly. You know, yeah. and you're just like, hey. it's, it's just a different dynamic. And it's a good excuse to have a drink and have a good time and catch up and shoot the shit. And depending on how long you're down there, like do a project or something or tee something up, networking, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's very, it, it, it's just something that you can work yourself up doing, I suppose, when you get that chance to play in a state. Because, I mean, like a lot of them make the effort to come up here, vice, vice versa. It, it, you know, it, it it pays to to be as hospitable to them when they come up because when you want to go down, they yeah. can just be like, hey, hey you were nice yeah. to us. We'll be nice to you. Yeah, that's it. You know? And it, and it, it's not like you, you have to. It's, it, it's just kind of, kind of like the the common courtesy almost, you know? Well, yeah. like Like... Like just just to be like put the offer out there and you know say it, it's expensive for accommodation wherever you go to stay. I mean, would you agree that like the Australian uh, extreme music scene we run by an economy of favors? You'd say of what? Sorry, economy of favors. Of favors, like the whole hey. You come crash oh, at ours, yeah. we'll come crash at yours. Hey, you support us, we'll support you. Kind of oh, yeah, yeah. city to city. Share my stuff and I'll share yours. Do Backline, this and I'll yeah. do that. Yeah, like, no, absolutely. Uh, when you do that sort of stuff too, it, it, it makes it like if if it makes it easier to 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 expand your reach as well. Absolutely. Like when you've got yeah. just, I mean, as simple as it is, like you got instead of having one person share, you have two. Yeah, How, you're going to get twice as many people see stuff. So like it. it small mathematic stupid shit out of the way but like yeah it's just as simple as getting one extra person to share your shit or or you know just uh talk about it whatever just make a make a note of it in some way whether it be online or just in person or through music or through promotion whatever it is yeah Yeah, it's very and and you can be like okay you do this i'll do that no no skin you know My, my partner and i we live um pretty close to the city so like you know we regularly have well we haven't in a while, but like we had the guys from Espionage and Mason, you know, crashing out, you know, in our garage with you know mattresses and you know giving mm-hmm. breakfast and look after them kind of deal and drive them back to the airport, that kind of shit. Yeah, and it's not like and, and there's a definite respect knowing that you know we got a place to crash. We're not gonna we're not gonna, not gonna blow the place. Yeah, yeah, we're not gonna blow the place up either. We're not gonna do any of that sort of stuff. It's it's somewhere to stay, free charge, and you don't have to worry about accommodation. You can spend your money either getting home if that's what it was for or go have a beer or two and have a feed and yeah. do whatever you got to do for the for the gig and stuff like that yeah it it, it does i know it does go a long way as well so you know more power to it and i love to see that sort of shit as well like uh the goon guys had uh veto a punk band from france they yeah, came yeah. they came over 
and they they did a tour with oh no they didn't bring them over sorry it was Cosmic Kahuna I'm pretty sure they 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 came over and did a tour with them yeah and Goon played a few shows with them down in Melbourne and then they came up and played a couple of shows here and when they 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 came up and crashed at their place in um oh fuck this is bad I can't remember it in in Coops or some shit uh in Cooperu or East Brisbane or whatever it was um yeah so French dudes would were just having a good time partying when they came back from their shows and stuff and crashing with the goon guys like what do you expect's going to happen pretty much yeah yeah and, it, and it, yeah yeah and they, I, I met those guys as well they were really nice they were real chill mm. and that just awesome awesome music too and that's what they're here for they're here to see the place they're here to meet new people and new and new friends and and musos and stuff and see this and see the place and then we get to get the same out of it too like they're from another country it's something new to us and new music from a different country absolutely it's awesome and you know just being able to play alongside different people like that it's 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 int- it's it's awesome to watch too, and and like you can sometimes you can almost see like the the friendships like form as well. Like even at the shows when they're just heckling each other and shit in the crowds <laughs> and whatnot, you know, like not Odin chants or whatever. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking the the local Odin, like uh, the, the local the, legend Odin. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's you. It'd be very hard to miss him at a at a metal show. Actually, that was funny last night at Dark Angel, like. Um, Gene had his own vocal mic and he was like, oh, come on, guys, get into... Th-. Like, he was, rev- mm. was rolling the crowd up to headbang hard or whatever. And then, you know, Odin's like, tell us more, tell us more. That, that chant. And Gene's <laughs> like, mate, you don't, you don't want me to say any more or it's going to get into the R-rated stuff. And then, of course, Odin responds yeah. with, scat, scat, scat. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh. D- Doug from Hardline Media, the touring company, he's like, why do you Brisbane folk always do that? I'm like that guy over there with the it's, helmet. It's, <laughs> it's Odin. Yeah, it's just what it's just what is, man. He he just likes to start the chance, and that's that's perfect. It's it's, it's the perfect. always funny seeing the reactions from the touring bands yeah. and and Odin just getting the crowd like the whole crowd doing mm. it. <laughs> He's a good dude, Odin. Actually, I like him. I do have a funny tour story for you, actually. So Elkin, we we went down and played this festival in Melbourne. And, you know, um, it was a band that had been in Brisbane before, so they'd already experienced the Odin chant. So we brought it to them, mm-hmm. and the Melbourne audience were just like, huh? Yeah, right. So like, <laughs> like, seven more songs. And just, yeah, so crazy to a story. I don't Inside, know. But just, in, insider jokes as well when they yeah. start going interstate. The most people just, just like, huh? But it was what just so... Fuck? All these... Like, we had, we had a bit of a posse with us, you know, Brisbane guys with us down there doing the Odin chants and we managed to get a few Melbourne people doing it and it's yeah. just it was just it was just funny <laughs> yeah yeah it always is when you start that sort of shit you just get you get lost in it and you just want to do it and people around you are just like what the fuck's going on yeah exactly what, fuck, what are you doing <laughs> but it's like no 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 you, you gotta get amongst it if you want to be in on this yeah that's how it works um ha- have you had any uh any sort of least favorite memories or venues that you've played at well, previously, I will admit it was a time at the zoo that we played where it got so hot that I nearly fainted on stage. Yeah, right. And, and yeah, nearly uh, fell out of queue with the band and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Um, who was who was that with when you were playing? Dragon's Mead. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, no, like I said, they have improved. They've yeah. gotten better. It's, yeah. Okay. Oh, well, it's, it doesn't seem like you have had too much of a bad run with live shows and stuff like that which like, seems I'm normally just happy to play like yeah. um, some of the some of the gigs that even D-Mum did at some 
seedy pub in Ipswich. The intensity uh, of those shows, like uh, Golby's. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, like some of those shows have just been, like Malakut. Yeah, we did we did a few shows at the Hi-Fi, like you said, mm. you know, in front of like you know hundreds of people. Yeah, and even you know there are hundreds of people there. The row at the front are there to see the support band. And they're getting they're they're the ones who are headbanging, and you know you've mm-hmm. probably got a few more rows, you know, getting into it, doing a circle pit, whatever. But the the shows at the Golbies have been and, and and those kinds of venues I've done with Dmum have probably been some of my favourite. Yeah, no because shit. Just that tiny room, you know, there's probably about thirty to fifty people in there, but they're the most passionate. Mm. The room is just alive. That that they have been some yeah. of my favourite gigs. Just those intimate, tiny basement gigs. Have you ever played a Unite? Uh, no, no, not yet. Because I haven't been there yet either. But I know it's it, it's they play in like just like what you're explaining, like yeah. a little room or some shit like that as well. And it's but, and it's that that closeness feeling too. Uh, yeah, but it's just knowing that you're in that small tight room. There's there's not many people there, but they're all getting into it. They're all giving mm. like the whole room is just a lot. And you know, I don't know, man. Like that that to me is a, a much better experience. Smaller spaces tend to be able to do that as yeah. well. Like I, I've only been to Vinny's Dive once, but that place was like I who did I fucking see? Um, pretty sure it was it was the Goon guys as well. Uh, Goon and Gridflex and um, uh, Cavity. Uh, and spitting nails, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure. And there was, I think there might have been someone else. I'm sorry if there was, uh, but yeah, that, that was the first time I went there, and I, lo- I like Vinny's dive. Like that place is cool, were and you, it's and it's only a very s- small venue as well. Were you at Local Attack? Uh, uh, not Local Attack. Uh, total Attack. Sorry, total. the the final the final Total Attack at um, East Brisbane Bowls Club. Mm, no. No, oh, no, no. Man. I was at that. I was at one just <laughs> recently. At the yeah, there was there was yeah. two fairly. There was one week after the other. I'm pretty sure or two. That was at Beetle Bar. Uh, um, yeah, what, what, Flaming what, Galar. Flaming yeah. Galar. Yeah, it that's used what to be called. Beetle Bar. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it there was the Enzyme one. Uh, you you guys played at that one the the last yeah. band last set. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if that was the. We only the, got the like the last fifteen that minutes. The, was that yeah, yeah that, that was, was it that was the one with fucking old mate in the drum uh, and then fucking up that's right yeah, yeah. but the, it, that's that one but the one before that you played another one yeah uh, I had to supply drums for that one yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah and the, but then there was a the one yeah with Enzyme I think and um, we only got the last 15 minutes because oh, t- just t- the time curfew. Constraint, but yeah. like you know, so, well our set is pretty much 15 minutes if you cut all the fucking around yeah <laughs> <laughs> If you guys did no fucking around whatsoever, yeah. it would dead set be a fifteen minute set. Yeah, but it's you guys can take half hour easy. Yeah, easy. I felt so bad for and Sam still that not night. and still not finish all the songs you could. Yeah, and do the half hour. <laughs> I love you guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I felt so bad for Sam as oh, well. Yeah. That was he was like, I really wanted to fucking play tonight. Too. I and know. I was like, oh. <laughs> Crushing, but anyway, I think we might give ourselves a bit of a breather. I need to stretch my ass and my legs. Um, <laughs> not in that order. Um, so we're gonna give ourselves a jam of. I fucked this up so many times. Don't, don't. Um, tension, tension, tension. <laughs> yeah, tension. Hey, it makes, makes me think of. Uh, you ever remember playing uh, PlayStation back there? Tenchu. Nah. Never never heard of nah. Tenchu. Any uh any gamer geeks out there, come at me with Tenchu, man. It's like a 
like samurai ninja style game back in the day <laughs> and it like one one of the covers it had like a funny thing with the the middle of it like where you would say like tension and there's like a funny <laughs> thing in the middle that we yeah it's yeah, kind of yeah. like that tenshu it's a fucking whatever well um, this is uh not like you by tenshu yeah <laughs> Fuck Oh god Um, Yeah so Tell me a little bit more About Tension Tension is a uh, Project um, By A good friend of mine Phil Corp Um, He He Funny Funny uh, He Did a um, Like a Mini Mini documentary Back in The early 90s About Brisbane uh, Thrash Yep It was called Brisbane Thrashed And uh, him and I We became Mates uh, through the project that I'm currently doing mm-hmm. and he's um, he was asking me oh you still playing drums I'm like yeah you want to lay down some tracks on this project I'm doing like, absolutely so for the first first couple of EPs he did were with a drum machine but um, yeah we um, decided to do an album um, we recorded this in I think July this year this year yeah and uh, he only just got it mastered, and um, the album is not out just yet. This is a this is an early. Ooh, fuck early yeah! I get, t- I, I, I get I get the tease. You All get right. the tease. Awesome, um, cool. So, uh, t- which song have you got planned for us? And can you tell us a little bit about the song itself? This is this is the final song um, on the album. Mm-hmm. It's called "Not Like You." Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's about, but it's fucking kick ass. All Phil, all Phil. Um, on that one, yeah, or uh, or Phil, but uh, this was originally going to be like a six song EP, um, but it, uh, I couldn't do the drumming until much later due to commitments at uni, and he and he wrote a bunch more songs, and this yeah. was one of the songs he wrote. It's just um, he was definitely going all out thrash with this one. All right, fuck yeah. Uh, a lot of the songs on the on the album of uh, you know very um, entombed. Yeah, kind of shit. And this one, yeah. Uh, there's also a Armored Angel cover on it as well. Him a hate. Oh, so yeah, very, a bit very, of old school. Bit like of old it. school. So yeah, this is a uh, this is a, uh, probably my favorite song on the album. Your favorite? All right, cool. Well, let's give this one a, a whirl then, shall we? Not like you by Tension. <laughs>
that was tight. I really like that. Yeah, you like that? that? Yeah, I did. And that was that the was that the final recording or was that uh, the demo? That was the final recording. That was the final recording. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that's so good. Yeah, you liked it. Yeah, Fuck yeah. yeah, that was really good. Um, I yeah, like I only asked that because I I had a brief blank then when we were talking before whether or not it was uh, fully recorded or not. But you said there was about six songs off the EP that you're releasing, and then with it got them. extended to I think about eight. To about eight. That's yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No. Like. So, how long did it take to put that to put that whole thing together? Um. All like the, uh, with um. Sorry, not the recording. Uh, just that that side project. I mean, like how how long had that been going for? And um, do you plan on doing anything more with it? You'll have to ask Phil. Actually, um, I know he had the project going for a number of years. It's him, him and another bloke. The um. Phil does like all the guitars and bass, and he's got uh, another dude called Travis, um, mm-hmm. Travis McLeod, doing the vocals, and um, and me doing yep. the drums. Yeah, right. Um, he'd pre-recorded all the guitars and bass, sent them to me, and I just you know came up with patterns that would follow the guitars, mm-hmm. and um, we did the drums in just one day at uh, a studio up at Redcliffe. Um, what, which was interesting it was a it was a studio that like you know it was oh man the name escapes me but it was like a pretty prominent studio that like people like um jimmy barnes and um yeah, no Charles Algen and i think katie perry did a song there as well yeah <laughs> of all the people of all the people and here's some you know you know yeah, rough right. rough metal band from brisbane <laughs> laying down a track that or laying I mean, down an album the People that do the recordings and and have those places, I mean, they would they would meet interesting people every day. Yeah, you know, and like some of the stories they were saying, like you know, when 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 touring artists are just you know they're on the road and they just need you know and they've got um, obligations to get their next recording done, mm-hmm. you know, and they're just in happen to be in the area, they go into the nearest studio. Yeah, and right. Just get it done. Yeah, that's apparently yeah, what happens. What the hell was Katy Perry doing out at Redcliffe? <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 my assumption is, you know, she's out of the way where people aren't gonna, you know. Yeah, yeah, sleep. yeah. That's that's true. I suppose. Yeah. What I mean, the hell was she doing in Redcliffe? I mean, yeah. you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you you also do. Um, you obviously have more to do in your life outside of music. You're also you've you've just recently finished doing uni, is that right? Or yeah, you've, yeah. you're uh, either just finished or about to finish? I uh, recently it? finished, yeah. Just, yeah. Um and so in between all that when you were drumming um and also pretty heavily uh, it, it was a what was it a bachelor in um uh, interactive and visual design. Yeah, that's yeah. um I was I almost said graphic design, but that's what you do. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so ha- knowing that you've that this is also like it, drumming music is your passion. Uh, the uni side is obviously a, a goal that you have, uh, a, a dream, a job that you've well, wanted yeah, to do. Curr- that currently, yeah, currently I'm working for a tech startup in South Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we we do a lot of interactive graphic design. If there was a Venn diagram of web and uh, graphic design, we're somewhere in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> nice playing and, um, playing it playing card safe being able to do everything <laughs> doing everything but um what i what i do is uh it's called user experience design okay. where you're basically designing um either software or web 
or um, even apps or anything or um, any sort of service, whether it's interactive in the computer or even spatial um, with the customer or the user's own uh, interactions and how, like basically the levels of assumption of the, the user and how they would um, interact with the product, keeping that in, in account and so, designing the product so that it would cater to that. So you've got something that's pretty full on as, as a mainstay of a job as well. Um, with, with the studying at the time when you were doing it, um, how much of a, of a struggle would that put with motivating yourself to want to do the shows because you want to be able to play shows and stuff but you also might have deadlines and studying that needs to be done like man i don't know how i did it (laughs) yeah i'm I'm curious to know about that too because when like you can it's it's your life you know so like you want to still be able to do what you enjoy but there there's there's obviously this passion of yours that you want to do that requires the study to do it and all that blah 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 so there's a lot of there's a lot of hard work that goes into that too and you don't want to mm. waste your time with that because it's a lot of fucking money oh yeah but um there was one show i think Dragonspeed did at the crowbar and i had a report due that same day yeah and like i i i submitted it like hours before we had to play and i was in a shit mood after that <laughs> Yeah, right. And go and play, and uh, I'm so sorry to all the people that I was being moody to that night. Because it's not it's not an easy stress. It's not like you're coming from work or whatever. Like no. this is something that could impact the future of whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. You know? So like, excuse me, sorry. Um, that sort of stuff can play heavily on 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 your mind too when you're having to go into it because you obviously love what you're doing, but then you can think to yourself, "Oh, this is getting in the way of mm. like I'm failing right now. Is this a, is this a thing?" But you don't want to stop nah. playing what you want to do because it's what you, it's what keeps you going, you know. So like that that mental, I could I can see it, but obviously not everybody has that happen to them. But like I feel like the mental pressure and the mental load that you would have on yourself having to want to be 100% playing and 100% on your studying too yeah. like it's a lot of throwing stuff up in the air but like and like how do you manage that like how how did you manage to I, now, I, I'm curious I, I, like <laughs> I'm genuinely curious it's it's crazy because as well you're also playing in more bands than one two <laughs> so um well I, like I said you know Dragon's Mead weren't mm. playing too often yeah um a lot uh, Elkinwood weren't playing too often either um, yeah, so I guess that was the leniency. Was these bands? We didn't. I think the band that was playing the most, most often, was Demon. Mm. Um, like, and you were asking me earlier in the, uh, tonight, were there any times when I felt like giving it up? Mm. Um, and most recently was because, like, when I was at, like, you know, knee deep in uni stuff, I did get an offer from a very prominent local band to join them permanently and I couldn't because of uni commitments mm-hmm. and they're all, you know, I love those guys to bits and, we're st- and I, I, I still have, you know, we're still good mates and everything. They've gone and, and achieved great heights and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. fuck, that could have been me, you know? <laughs> so that, that, was, that, was, that was pretty depressing in, in that facet. But yeah. like, you know, um, I, I, I still, I powered through, man, like mm. playing. And, you know, sometimes you need a, a distraction, you know. Well, Some, distractions are perfect for it as well. Yeah. And um, a lot of what I've learned at uni through the user experience design, you know, accommodating your product, uh, tailoring it for the, the, the user, mm-hmm. I've translated a lot of that into music. Okay. Um, and, you know, there's 
my, my honest project was actually a, an app that I prototyped that would help um, networking within local scenes and also like amplifying the um, customer experience of local music clubs and whatnot. Okay. Uh, which they do in a lot of the larger festivals, like you know, your Bonnaroo's and um, download with you know your wristbands and um, proprietary apps and whatnot. It's like, well, how can we take that? Um, you know, you, you've got your timetable apps and whatnot. How can we take that and translate that to your club venues? And everyone carries a phone with them, so you're not going to use wristband technology in a smaller venue because that would be wastage. Mm-hmm. You would target the smartphone. Interesting. And does, um, does that limit? Would that limit you though? Like, say, I mean, it's not very often that people would do this, but like, oh, I don't have my phone with me, sort of thing. I, I suppose. Yeah, but. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like in this day and age, like who the fuck usually doesn't have a phone <laughs> on them? Like it's a sad state to say that, but like al- almost everyone that you will talk to will have some form of smartphone, whether it be the latest Samsung or iPhone. There's still other types of phones out there exactly, that, are, yeah. that that can download apps and do whatever. So it's very unlikely that you're going to meet someone out there with just a standard phone exactly, that's yeah. not touchscreen anymore. So yeah, it's an app that is very viable to use in that sort of way for sure i think that would be something that could work yeah. you know and there's you know there's a lot of a lot of things i could say about the scene um you know that could that could be improved like if if, if we put more emphasis on the user experience mm-hmm. uh especially when you know putting together gigs uh putting on a live show and there are some bands that are putting on amazing live shows you know they're putting on an experience mm-hmm. um there are some people putting on a great experience you know with their podcast you know like a, a Shane Oliver experience or whatever but um patent pending <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna t- I'm gonna try I'm gonna trademark that fucking Crickets experience tagline <laughs> it'll cost way too much fucking money I'm but, sure but um and then you've got you know and then you've got some bands that just get up and play and they're like oh why are we getting an audience it's like well you, you really gotta you're just getting up there and playing like yeah. you're not really drawing them in yeah yeah like, um, if you're in I, I can understand that as well. Yeah. And, like, if I suppose if you want to bring that crowd in, a lot of crowds will react to the rowdiness. If they see a row, like, if they see that and they see that energy coming from the band as well and then it rubs off onto the fans, it's very contagious and it can oh, suck absolutely. you in. Yeah. You know? So once, if you, and that's fine. Yeah. That's how a lot of, that's how uh, a lot of, bands with that sort of presence get their crazy shows Absolutely. and stuff you know so and that's fine and then you get bands that'll stand up there and just do their thing and they can just stand there and do it but that doesn't they still have like the ones that do it right still have a stage presence when they do that think of it this way i saw can i've seen cannibal corpse once mm-hmm. probably one of my best uh, probably one of the best live shows I've seen and none of those fuckers moved from their spots when they played ah. not one of them they would they would they lined up in their spots I saw them at the hi-fi and yeah, yeah. they came out Corpse Grinder's doing his fucking whole thumb thing with his head and he's just started windmilling and shit and they, they don't move from their spots but yeah. they have a presence coming off them because They've built themselves that way. Like, it's Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're dem- like, it's like the, e- oh, don't talk about them. Oh, uh, you know, crazy, evil, like, zombie music, killing, murder, and all that shit, whatever. It's not, re- <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fucking gimmick. But, like, they don't, they didn't, they didn't move from their spots, but they had a presence about them where you just go, fuck. And, like, the whole crowd still just went bananas, you know? And, and you've also got your bands that, that, um, 
they put on the experience on and off the stage. I mean, King Parrot, look at them. Yeah, yeah. Like loose um, units. Yeah, uh, but like you know, even if you're not seeing a King Parrot show, they put on an experience like mm. through YouTube. Same with Triple Kill. They they do the same thing with all their sketches and um, all their film clips are basically short films mm-hmm. with a bit of comedy in them and that kind of stuff. You know, Gridflex is one of my favorite. Uh, not Gridflex. Sorry, uh, um, <laughs> Garlic Nun. Garlic Nun's the one that I'm thinking of um, yeah. from from Melbourne. The, uh, Russell, um, the the main guy from it, uh, he's he used to be the bassist in Gridflex. That's why I got mixed up with yeah, it. Yeah. Um, his whole thing is like on Instagram, he's got one follower and it's the Pope. Like so, his whole thing is about like the the church and all that shit. His live show, it's a, like a whole live show thing, right? Um, and it involves a lot of wine as well. So, like, and I've seen uh, footage of it and stuff, uh, of some of their live stuff, and it just looks like so much fun. It, it just looks <laughs> garlic, like a good garlic time. Garlic Nun, is it? Garlic Nun. I'll have to yeah. Check it out. Yeah, they're fucking so good. Um, yeah, and it, it always, that's the thing, though. Like, mm. I, and I've said it on previous ep- episodes and stuff before. Like, I love a good gimmick, and yeah. it gets my attention. Like, and what? it gets, it, 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 it's easy to get your attention if there's like if it's if there's something that you're doing to that show that's different than the rest. But yeah, you know? I, there's a lot of stigma around the word gimmick, and because there's a lot of overcrowding now in this in this social media driven uh, and content driven web, right? Every band is on Spotify or, 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 or on YouTube or whatever. So I think bands need to a lot of bands need to be. A, more creative and getting their shit out like uh, yeah gimmick yeah, yeah but I, I, I like to think of the term you know put out an, a, an experience that will get mm. that fan to come back or you know tell their friends about it you know it's um, the, 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 the three facets of Don Norman's experience, experience design emotional de- sorry I'm really nerding here yeah no you keep you know, going you got your um, you know your emotional your um, uh, god now it's left me but like basically it's it's the visceral element and the the um, uh, relational element, I think it is, mm-hmm. yeah, where you you're experiencing something. It's it's tapping into your senses, but then you're going out and telling people about it. Mm-hmm. And what have you taken home? And what what are you bringing back each yeah. time? So, and that's that's how I felt with a lot of these, you know, um, a lot of the shows that we've done with Demom is it, it's exactly that. Mm. You know, bands aren't just getting up and playing. You know, you got you guys you're jumping off the stage and singing into the audience. That that shit. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like you, D-Mum plays into that mm. gimmick of craziness and over the top shenanigans, but like it fits with the meld of the of the music that you play as but well. But you remember us exactly. <laughs> that's that's exactly right because whatever you've, it's it's different than the rest. Like say you can. There's, there's probably there's a heap of bands out there or grind bands out there that might have like that similar vibe similar sound whatever it is mm. that you guys do but the difference is with you guys is that like where they all get up on the stage and go crazy and go bananas punch is, each other yeah, yeah they, I don't think they punch each other when they play see you guys do you guys have fake blood all over you you guys used to have a, a, a fake woman's head because decapitated mum it was a mum's head I don't uh, think it was in the band at that time uh, maybe, maybe not no. maybe not I think that was just before you, um, but we destroyed a bin on stage. Once. Yes, yeah. yeah, that was that was another one as well. Like <laughs> just, just that's your gimmick. You, you, you're a crazy <laughs> band, like, but you do get people come and watch you, and it's yeah, a good exactly. time, and yeah. you're all you're all good dudes. So like, 
that's that's Holy. the thing. Like Doctor Colossus just played recently as yeah. well, and it's a whole Simpsons uh, Simpson themed band. Uh, well, not Simpson themed, but like one of their albums uh, album covers is like Most Haven, but it's like really fucking well done up. Um, and then you got Oakley Doakley, which um, is definitely yeah yeah tipping point into gimmick. Mm territory i think yeah yeah no that one is that's definitely going to the next level yeah um where it's you know costumes and everything like that sort mm. of thing uh, again it gets your attention though doesn't it you know i will admit it got yeah. my attention yeah yeah like i mean whether i like the band or not yeah. it got my attention when it first came out everyone was losing their fucking minds going oh my god there's an there's a ned flanders themed metal band yeah you know when it first popped up <laughs> Whether or not you like it, it you saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you, you know? remember it. Yeah, and I, I and, and King it. Parrot are notoriously um, crazy with their shows and stuff as well, with the energy that they put out too, and the and the shit talking. It's great. Slats telling the crowd to settle down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, good luck. Um, <laughs> but it's that sort of stuff too. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's it, it gets your attention, and it's not a bad thing. And I'm not like trying to say that like, well, it's a gimmick. But yeah, I, I, it's something that definitely gets people's attentions more. It's and like you're saying, like it sticks into your head more. Like you go away going, I just went and saw this. Why is this sticking? Oh, that's why because it was something that I don't normally see very often. You know, those three facets. I just, I just recall them. Oh yes, the um, visceral, the uh, behavioral. Yep. And then the um, relational. Ah, uh, there you go. Fucking a. <laughs> more reading than me, man. Like, I got no idea. <laughs> your listeners are like, who is this fucking nerd you got on yeah, your podcast? I, need, I probably need to get more on, to be honest. I need to learn a few things here and there. Um, do you have in any of the bands that you have played in, have you had any sort of... Uh, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say it straight off the bat, but like, do you use a lot of mainstream things as... as uh, like a, as a tool to write lyrics and stuff like do you involve politics do you involve anything uh of of a more serious nature um well dmum's right out of that yeah um, that's why malachite, i was making sure to specify malachite we did yeah um media suicide was all about like you know your murdochs and mm-hmm. fake news and all that sort of stuff yeah um Dragons Meet is all just a bunch of. I mean, Mousy writes the lyrics. It's all. It's all just dragons and party. I. I think. I think if you had a shot for every time he says party in there, yeah, right. You'd be. You'd be dead. Andrew. Uh, Andrew WK style party party party. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um. To tell you the truth, I actually don't know many of the lyrics in Dragons Meet. I just. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just play. Um. Elkinwood again. Gareth writes all the lyrics in that. That's more sort of. Um, Kind of Lovecraftian, yeah. Kind of, kind of fantasy stuff. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't say that uh, a lot of that stuff plays into a lot of what you write, like why you want to write the tunes, sort of thing. Like say, like you've got to like with, certain, like say, Mousy writes about uh, dragons and shit or whatever. I'd like say, say, yeah, Mal- Malachite was probably the most grounded in reality mm-hmm. with with the lyrics. Like we again, we had Media Suicide, we had War Talk, War Hawk, which was all about, um, you know. B2 Bombers and stuff. Zero Hour was about Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Um, in Between Terminals was about um, mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I mean, you know, we did have a couple of fantasy songs here there. We had yeah. Fall to Chaos. You know, our old vocalist was a massive Warhammer fan. Uh, mm-hmm. Embodiment, which I wrote, which was about uh, the character Ermac from Mortal Kombat. 
Um, we are many. We are many. You are but one. You know, it was all 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 the combined souls of the um, combined into one soldier. Oh yeah, yeah that's that. Yeah, I remember him now. Yeah. Um, D Mom actually. Uh, I mean, you know, Ben's written a few songs from his personal experiences, and there was one song that I wrote for D Mom that was based on an urban legend mm-hmm. in um, in Rockhampton. Which one was that again? Chummy. I- I f- yeah, I feel like it was either you or, was, or it might have been uh, Dawson was telling me about one of the songs at some point. Yeah, Chummy, was which was actually two urban legends that was combined together. Was um, but like it, what it's a, what the song is about is about a guy doing the dirty behind all his mates, and they turn his dog into bait. Oh, yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, I I remember that. Which, it was either actually it was either Ben or, or, or Dawson. Which that told me yeah, that which one, yeah. I th- yeah, which was like. Couple of couple of different urban legends I'd heard when I went and visited Rocky like not too long ago. What city I was born in actually, but yeah, went and visited recently. And uh, man, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> oh, good stuff. So you don't really have too much. Uh, your like you don't really involve yourself too much with the lyrical side of things. Not really. No. 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 Um, not as much as I used to. Mm. Really. Do you do you wonder why it you play in five bands. Like, why are there? Why are you playing in so many bands? Like, why is there? Why does it seem like so many drummers in Brisbane play in more than two bands? I don't know because, like, we don't really have a shortage. There are heaps of metal drummers in Brisbane. But from my own experience, it's because I like to play and I like to play different things. Yeah. Like you know, here I am playing in this wizards and sorcery style power metal band, and then mm. next minute I'm covering myself in fake blood playing, you know, some smutty grindcore. Yeah, so. yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I can totally understand that too. Like, it's a nice... It, it, it stops things from getting stale, I suppose. I just... I, I like to play. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I can say, yeah. <laughs> really. Well, yeah, you yeah. have a passion for playing, so I guess that's why you want to play in more, like, in more yeah. bands, and that's fine. Yeah, I've just... It's, it's always funny, though, that... Everyone I seem to talk to is like, if they're even trying to start a band or whatever, it's like, oh, I've got to find a fucking drummer. Um, that, that's just what I've been, that what I've heard. That's all. A few years ago, like uh, I was at a party one night, and um, the drummer of a band that was supposed to play the following night managed to get like shatter a beer bottle and get glass in his leg. Mm, the next fun. morning, he's dragging his legs around, being like, oh, "I'm going to be good to play. I'm going to be good to play." He's still got glass and in the, his leg. Yeah, he's still like, oh, he's bleeding all over. And um, the band leader's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Liam, you're here, mate. Uh, you reckon you can learn 20 grindcore songs in about eight hours? I'm like, I'll give it a go. <laughs> I'll try. And we played that night and it was, a, it was a lot of fun. How wrecked would you... Like, so you would have spent that whole I day trying to think? I was hungover already. Oh, God. Was playing, yeah, just jamming all day. Oh. We played... We, oh, no, we pulled it off. Yeah. I could I could barely do a blast at the time, but <laughs> I don't know how we did it, but we pulled it off. Yeah, right. You've just fucking winged it and yeah, just, just went yeah. how it goes. Well, I mean, that that comes from a passion of wanting to play drums, though. Yeah, like you, you can see, like you can see that as well. But it was just something that, yeah, I I was just curious. To, like you've already said anyway. Like there's there's drummers out there. It's just like I guess people want to try and go for the same guys. Probably I don't. Man, I I can't speak for other yeah. bands, but like you know. Um, because I, I love a lot of different stuff, you know, metal primarily, but mm. I love a lot of different different styles of metal. And, um, you know, I just, you know, I've, I've had bands be like, hey, look, we're doing this one gig. Our drummer couldn't make it. Can you do it? I'm like, yeah, sure. 
Yeah. So shit like that, you know, I'm happy to, happy to do that. Um, I think, you know, a lot of a lot of um, bands, you know, they I'm not I'm not bad mouthing anyone, but you you have a lot of members that might might be just into one thing. Yeah. And you know, and you know, that's cool. Like you you're committed to the one band, that's fine, but um so yeah, just from my my end, and I, I think you know from Toddy's end as well, because he's played in a lot of bands. You know, Chalky as well, Chalky yeah, Hill, yeah. Drain, you know, just a, a, a desire to play, and yep. desire to play a lot. Yeah, yeah, because I know, uh, yeah, Toddy's played in fucking god knows how many as well over his time span too, mm. um, and it just seems to be a thing that I just like to. It, you either get the ones that do it because no one else is wanting to do it, or there's a shortage, or ones that just fucking love it yeah and you can yeah it, it's it's cool to see too because it just it keeps you busy and the funny thing with Spectre was they could they haven't been able to get a full time drummer their first show was with Toddy yeah second show was with Chalky <laughs> and there were all these jokes going around I wonder if Liam's gonna play their next show and sure enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah third time's a charm uh, that yeah well, they, there you go like one band's just gone through three people already because they yeah. had, they didn't have like didn't have a full time one. Yeah. So are you full time with them now, or are you just filling in? I'm 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 happy to play with them yeah. for for quite a while. <laughs> nah, yep. nah. We're recording in in October, I believe, and we've we want to do more shows. And I, look, the the like I was saying earlier, keep keep doing all these callbacks. Playing at Shredfest, it was good to play thrash metal again. Yep. And it was it was it, it was really um, fun just to just get out there and play. Mm-hmm. And you know, not too long ago, I was feeling like giving up. Mm-hmm. And it, it it re-energized me. And that's you know, I just said, guys, if there's another gig on, give me a call. I'll I'll, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. We'll and um, we're sorting out like you know, EPKs, um, recording. Um, you know, I'm even helping out with. Um, the like you know help promote the band and all that sort of stuff so yep. and it's good because like a lot of bands I played in the past I'm I'm doing a lot of the the business side work all all the other all the other members are pitching in so that that's good yeah um as you know they maybe pulled my socks up a little bit as well so it's just it's good to be in that band where everyone is working together getting you know keeping the engine running yeah because uh, I guess uh, once everyone's kind of got that ball rolling if you're all motivated to do the same thing it's very easy to be like okay cool cool we're all on the same page we got something moving let's keep it going yeah yeah, yeah and having that flow can can make it very easy because like if you if you hit a snag and then everyone kind of goes uh mm. then I just from experience talking with other people like sometimes that's all it takes is like one little thing and and, and like it'll be like one move forward one step back 10 steps sometimes yeah, you know it, it, it can be like that yeah. yeah and once you keep that momentum going like i suppose just ride it out until maybe it does eventually fizzle out a bit you have a break good chance to yeah so yeah like it's just time and a place i suppose for that um i did want to ask you about uh not as one final thing but like the oh. main the, one of the main things i wanted to ask you about as well was the um the you've got a web series uh, not a web series uh, yeah, it's oh, it is web a web series, series. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um a, a thrash a thrash one um we talked about this fucking months ago cuz i <laughs> cuz believe it or not we've already talked like two times before this um <laughs> but this is the third time as well um and I just went, you know, fuck it. I'll get him in the studio instead and do it. Because uh, we originally talked at Dead of Winter. And, um, and then I think it was the <laughs> day, day. Yeah, yeah, drunk as fuck. 
Uh, and then the day after or the or the next day or something, yeah, I was. think I messaged you and I was like, man, let's... Oh, no, you messaged me and you're like, hey, do you want to redo that one? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, let's fucking... Let's, let's redo it. And came over and chatted to that. And I know we talked a lot about the web series on that yeah, one. Yeah. Um, and I figured, let's fucking screw it. Screw the recording ones that we did there. <laughs> let's do it on this instead. Um, sure. So tell me a little bit about what this web series uh, web series is that you do, and it is I know it's music related as well, obviously. So um, yeah, and how long you've been working on it? Well, um, it's called Thrash or Fuck Off. Mm-hmm. It's all about the history or past or present of Australia's thrash metal um, contingency mm-hmm. contingent, rather. <laughs> yep. Because hate using the word scene. <laughs> you fucking scene. Um, it's uh, not just me It's Chalky as well And um, my man in Melbourne Scott McMahon Who mm-hmm. does the um, Metal Zone uh, radio show Oh cool So he's been He's been really really helpful With uh, with that um, And also been Getting some assistant with, with assistance With um, From Phil Who does Tension mm-hmm. um, So yeah Basically it's uh, It's a series um, All about Australia's thrash metal bands. I mean, all um, it's Australia's thrash metal period was like our first sort of. Um, it was the first wave of Australian extreme metal. Okay. I mean, we we've we've got a bit of a foothold uh, with extreme metal bands, and you know, we we a lot of the, a lot of the overseas guys recognise a lot of the extreme metal bands in Australia. You know, even when I was driving Dark Angel to the airport this morning, they were asking, "What do you got in thrash bands?" Like, we only know of Mortal Sin. Yeah right. And um, uh, this is combining you know my love of thrash and also my nerdy love of local history, but it's also com- combining it in a bit of a like an Australian underdog story because a lot of the bands in the eighties, I mean everyone knows Mortal Sin, but there was also like you know Renegade and Allegiance and Addictive and Slaughterlord. You know they were struggling to you know the first bands that that arrived in the scene in Melbourne in, in like eighty three. You know, they had the hard rock at the time in Australia was like your ACDCs and your Rose Tattoos and all, all the pub rock bands. And audiences didn't know how to take this new sound, this this new... Well, that's what we... Yeah, that's yeah. what we was back... Yeah. That's what we were back then was a very pub rock orientated music scene. Definitely. Like that's, that's what we got a lot of uh, bands out here doing and playing because that's what was popular, I suppose, yeah. at the time. And these, these new bands that were sort of imitating what was going on in the UK and um, San Francisco, like, no one knew how to, how to respond to it. They're like, what is this? Yeah. So, like, and then when it finally broke through and, you know, bands were finally, you know, getting some records out and, um, you know, bands like Mortal Sin and, and Hobbs Angel of Death were finally, you know, cracking overseas and talking about the struggles of that, you know. Um, and um, basically, uh, yeah, talking the past and also the present was with this new wave of, of, of bands that are popping up as well. Um, got some um, interviews like with uh, a lot of the a lot of the older bands that you know. And it's, what's been cool about that with the older bands is they haven't been thought of in like about pro- or, or or really you know in in so long. And there's 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 this young dude being like, hey, want to have a chat? And they love just talking about. What they did and Re- the reminiscing of the reminiscing, of, yeah, yeah, the heyday of it. It's it, and it, I mean, you get you get people on on a platform and they love talking about themselves, don't they, Shane? <laughs> Fuck off, <laughs> <laughs> man! You're savage tonight. I love it, uh, but that's 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 true though. Yeah. That 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 is true. Like you do, 
when you've done something for so long and like it i guess it kind then, of fades away and then you get reminded of it again you're like oh yeah yeah let, let's and that, talk and that's that, that's that's the vibe i've been getting with uh, a lot of these these bands from the early days and um even you know some some from today they've been like oh man you know this this funny thing happened on tour like my favorite story has been like with hidden intent from adelaide yep when they went on tour in the u.s with lich king and managed to convince them that drop bears existed <laughs> <laughs> so shit like that you know like uh, we we yep. there was that documentary that was released i think 2014 and um you know that was it was good that we had an australian metal documentary out yeah um but i've been i've been what i've been really trying to focus is more the grassroots and the really human element like um stories like that yeah and um you know stories about the the struggles these bands had to undergo in this isolated country locked from the rest of the world you know no email or anything like that Mm. and basically you know what they had to do to just get out like we are a in we are a huge country yeah but we are just all isolated in small pockets of the cities right once we get out you drive two hours out west you're out in the hillside and there's fucking nothing you know, yeah. like you just that's that's the like. There's so much like everyone, everyone comes in and and like delegates themselves to hanging in like the big hot spot where everyone is, sort of thing. Yeah, but yeah. like there's there's so many places, there's so many places that where a lot of these guys come from to play too. Mm. Coming out in the middle of like Alice Springs, I'm pretty sure there's a band called Southeast Desert Metal, or there was a festival. No. That, ah, that is a band. Black and Black and Over yeah, There. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a band called Southeast Desert Metal as well because they played at it. But yeah, Black and Metal Air is out in the middle of Alice Springs. Alice or Springs, yeah. yeah. Like a lot of bands come from out of those, like not a lot of bands, but just like a lot of bands will come from places out in the middle of nowhere and want to have to do these shows. Where they start from though, where the fuck are they going to get themselves here? If, like if it's not on, not on a plane, they're going to have mm. to drive, you know? And back then the exposure was nowhere near as good as what it is now so like what you're talking about and with the origins of it it must have been must have been like so much harder to even get the appreciation as what it would be now yeah from what they told me yeah there was a lot of struggles but also like there was also a lot of um there was also a lot of focus on music as an entertainment medium like you went out and saw the local band yeah and um i mean you know we still have a pretty strong local scene here in brisbane and and from what i've seen in melbourne um, and also like you know talking about promoters and bands you know taking up the promoter mantle mm-hmm. because there was no one to play with there was no one booking shows for these bands um, and, and establishing communities out of it yeah and it's been it's been um, been very interesting like all these stories from the from not just bands but industry people as well it's it's um yeah so you've how long have you been working on this uh chalky and i started this in 2016 so three years now and it's it we're finally uh finishing like we've 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 been uh getting into post-production now oh right on so you've you've just hit that point now where you're starting to like okay now we can start editing and get into the nitty-gritty of it yeah we're in the middle of editing at yeah. the moment so the, we've got okay. um yeah. we've got about probably four episodes completed yeah and um are you, are you going to release uh, uh the ep- episodes separately or is it going to be is it like one whole originally we, w- we were going to make one whole mm-hmm. movie but 
um, we felt it'd be better to tell a full, uh, the story in a series. Like in a part series. In part yeah. series. So, like, yeah, it will be, it, to answer your question, it'll be released episodically. Yeah, no, th- th- that's cool. And, I mean, uh, the last time I talked to you about this as well, you had just uh, uh, finished doing, like, a, a chat with one of the guys from Truth Corroded That's well. correct, yeah. Yeah, yes. And I'd, I'd, I'd known about those guys for ages, but I'd forgotten about them until they got announced on being on Dead of Winter. I think that's how we got onto it because yeah. you were planning on going to see them, I think. And was it... You did see them that night? Or I did the- see them that night, uh, wearing my Berserker shirt, which I'm wearing right now. Fuck and yeah. um, that was a, they were a prominent Adelaide band in the 80s, and um, you know, they were talking about their time growing up with, with them and how they influenced Truth, the members of Truth mm. Corroded. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, again, stories like that, that yeah. human element. It was for me. It was only Mortal Sin and Slaughter Lord that I knew. Yeah, you know that for me. So like any of those other bands that you've said so far, I'm like, who the fuck are they? I yeah. want to. I, I want to know more though. You know, like because that's that's the music that I enjoy to listen to on a regular basis. So like any any more chance, any more chances. Sorry, that I can get to listen to different and especially Aussie bands. Like yeah. I've got a playlist where I just play nothing but Aussie bands and like this sort of stuff that you won't hear on the the mm. radio regularly and stuff just cuz I like to hear what we're up what we're up to and what the quality's like yeah. because you hear that shit all the time over in the states they have such a market for it because they've got such, they got what 20 times the fucking population we do 30,000 <laughs> fucking whatever millions and you know there's there's less of us so like fewer of us <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah so all right I've been Mushing no. my words all night too. No, that's fine. Um, yeah, so like it, it's it's always nice to to because like I wouldn't say it makes it stale, but like there's there's so much to listen yeah, to from absolutely. over there. But like let's let's bring the focus back more to here. Yeah, let's listen let's listen to to our stuff and like get behind our guys so they can go over there and blow their minds and bring more of their people over here and stuff. Yeah, you know, just again like that did for tat like oh you guys were fucking sick all right we'll bring you over to the states that mm. sort of stuff because i know that's how that's how some of the guys when they when, when the touring bands come over they'll befriend them and then they'll they'll go over and and play shows with them and shit like that um i think thy art did it recently with someone yeah. um they brought someone over and then they went over and toured with them over in america or something it's not it's not cannibal but they are touring with them believe it or not which is funny um oh off topic but Downloads next year. Do you do you think Cannibal's going to be on the lineup? I got a running bet with someone. Um, do I think Cannibal will be on the lineup? I mean, that'd be sick if they were. Mm. Totally off topic. Yeah. I just, it, it, I don't know. Uh, Nick's is Nick's the the house cat's going crazy out here somewhere. If you can hear the rustling, it's in a plastic bag. It's in a, the cat is in a plastic. We're not hurting it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like it just. Sorry, I, won't, I won't tell them. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's all right, Zane. Um, it's 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 that sort of thing. Like when when guy like yeah, you you befriend them and then take them over and that sort of stuff. And and like we we were talking about that earlier, like yeah, with yeah. the tit for tat sort of stuff. Not tit for tat, but like you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And and it can still happen with the guys like internationals and stuff like that too. You can do little things together. Um, but yeah, getting to know more about the Aussie thrash scene. Is, is a really cool idea because I don't think a lot of people do mm. know a lot. I don't, but I'd love to know more about it. So um, when do you think we can expect more? Ooh, well, not um, more, but when do you look, think we can I, expect I, it? I don't really um, have a release date 
yet. Mm. Um, I do have a trailer. Ooh, okay. So th- that's uh, on my YouTube channel. Is then that's up now? Is that's it? up now? Okay, cool. Um, but uh, as for a release date, I don't want to say anything yet in case we have to push it back. But it'll be early next year. Early next year. Tentatively, tentatively, playing it by ear, playing but, it by um, ear. But yeah. you can't, yeah. Like it's the same with anything. Like you don't want to rush it. You don't want to rush what putting that out just because people are asking when it's going to be out or whatever. Um, but at the same re- time, you know, get it out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> but you, you, if there's a lot of work that need, you don't want to rush something, you'll you'll feel like shit. You know, like oh. If I'd not brushed myself or whatever, I might not have felt so bad about this. Or, you know, you might feel like you could have done better. Um, yeah. yeah, no, t- obviously that's the sort of thing, like, when it's ready, it'll be ready. Yeah. You know, so, and but I mean, like, in saying that too, like, I can't wait for when it does. It, sound, it sounds really fucking cool and I'm really interested. Um, yeah. Uh, have you got... Um, who was it? Hidden Intent are playing. Uh, they're they're playing. Do you know they're playing um, that new Dead Fest or whatever it is over in Adelaide? Yeah, them. I think um, I think Asylum from here are playing down there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know any of the guys that are going over to playing for that? Um, any any um, uh, like Asylum? Like do you uh, do you know those guys over playing for yeah, it? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, do you think any of them are going to ask you to go over and play for it? What? You think someone's going to pull out? Because <laughs> like I'd be sitting there going, maybe someone should. Because nah. like Flesh Gods, <laughs> Flesh Gods headlining that, and that I don't, would... I don't, I don't know, man. I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> <laughs> Flesh God Apocalypse are headlining that, and there's just a bullshit amount of bands that are on it too. Yeah, uh, Xenobiotic, uh, To the Grave, uh, Hidden Intent, yeah, uh, yeah. Asylum. Uh, I think the lads from Truth Corroded also yeah, run yeah. that. Yeah, and, uh, um, and Truth Corroded are on it as well. Yeah. And every um, every year that lineup gets better and better. Yeah, I I seen Flesh God headline that. I'm like, I'm fucking Adelaide. God damn it, you bastards! Like <laughs> they don't get shit, and then when they do get shit, it's pretty good, you know. So fucking anyway, um, I've had an absolute blast talking to you, man. Like. Third time's the charm. We finally got you in here. It was great. Um, uh, thanks for having me here, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that uh, documentary comes out. Um, and your graphic designing, all that's done now so you can focus on all your music and what you want to do now. You've got your job and you've got your music. No more studying. Thank fuck for that. Oh, man. Yeah, I could, I could see it in your eyes. <laughs> You're like, oh. It's so, over. So it just... It's it's looking it's looking positive for you, man, and I'm I'm fucking stoked. And yeah, you got five bands going for you at the moment too. Four, three, three, three currently. Three. Um, <laughs> Just a few. But you but you you still you're still keeping yourself out there prominently, and it's awesome to see. You're in, you're you're an amazing drummer. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you again for coming on. Uh, thanks. Thanks We're, so much. No, you're right. You're right. We're gonna finish this one off with Elkenwood. Yeah, Which is so another one from you as something, well. Something different. So we, we we opened what with Malachite. We had Tension. Yeah. So we're going from the thrashier stuff. We're going into the bit more atmospheric stuff now. Yeah. Just to and this come, cool off. And this comes from a, a, a real passion to get yourself amongst different styles of music as well. Definitely. Like it, it's, yeah, like you said, more kind of that amb- Ambient, yeah. ambient kind of styling, metal Yeah, sort like, of. I don't know, for your Agaloc fans. Yeah. And with some of the reviews have compared the EP to, like, stuff like Paradise Lost and whatever. So, yeah, okay. Um, 
yeah, this is Gareth's. Um, this is this is Gareth's band, Elkenwood. Gareth Graham, mm-hmm. uh, also keyboardist of Dragon's Mead. Fuck yeah! I didn't realize he was the keyboardist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he playing? Um, did he play at Treadfest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also had our uh, violinist Amanda, who also plays in Elkenwood as well. So a lot yeah. of member sharing. There was uh, which one was it? You because you played that one at Treadfest. What was the gig that you played before that at the back room? Because that's the one that I saw you guys play at. Odinfest? Might have been Odinfest. Might have been Odinfest. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was Odinfest. Yeah. Yeah. Um Was Gareth up was Gareth playing there that night? He, I'm sure he was, yeah. Yeah, I, I just couldn't remember seeing a Gareth, keyboardist up there that Gareth, night. were you playing that night? <laughs> Gareth? Where are you, man? Answer. <laughs> but um yeah, so this is Alkenwood. It's um yeah, Gareth, Amanda, myself from Dragonsmead. We've also got Alex Corrette on bass from uh really awesome band called Borodino. Okay. Hope I pronounced that correctly. They just dropped a single on Spotify. Check it out. It's called um, When Tito's Gone. When Tito's Gone. Yeah. I'm going to check that one out myself too. That sounds awesome. And um, yeah, this is, again, for your more atmospheric sort of um, black metal kind of stuff, like your Agalock and whatnot. Yep, cool. So it's called Winter's... Uh, Winter Cometh. Winter Cometh, sorry. Um, do you know much about this one? Uh, lyrically or anything like that or you just jam the drums no, out just, on this one as well <laughs> yeah. yeah I just jammed the drums out on this one and um, it's probably my favourite song on the, on the EP no, it, it, I've had a listen to this one before as well and it, it, it's it's awesome too so and and a very cool contrast to to see like going from what you do go to to D-Mum to, to this to Malachite uh, to um, Tension and Spectre as well I haven't heard Spectre stuff yet I d- you guys played recently but I don't think I got a chance to see uh-huh. it but I'm, I, I do want to so when's your next show? We don't have one yet but we're working no. we're, we're, we're in talks at the moment so yeah okay do you have any shows coming up? No, but we're in talks. That's what I mean. With, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean with like every band. Any, oh, any every um, band. Sorry, I should have specified that. Uh, not currently. Not no. currently. Okay. No. So, um, in talks. <laughs> Dragon's Mead will be playing Wizards Fire Festival in November, I think. I'll be getting off the plane from Los Angeles that day. <laughs> and going, <laughs> going to play. Going play. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> You're going to have some... I wonder how the jet lag's going to do you. Oh, man. That's going to be one to look forward to. <laughs> no. All right, then. So that's the next thing you've got going. You've got... Well, I mean, you've got heaps of shit going, but it's awesome to see. Thanks again, man, for coming on. We're oh, going to jam out you, winter, winter Cometh. I was about to say Winter's Cometh. I don't know why. Uh, um, that'll do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm so tired now. Fuck. Oh. It's been a long one. Um, yeah. So Winter's, Winter's Cometh. Screw it. I'm going with it. By Elkinwood. Thank you again the for coming on. Nightman Cometh. <laughs> yeah. That's probably... <laughs> that's what it is. The Iceman Cometh. <laughs> fucking Batman Forever. That's what's stuck in my head. I was going Always Sunny. Yeah, the Nightman Cometh. Yeah. I got fucking... <laughs> I got Batman Forever coming in my head. Arnie's uh, the Mr. Freeze. The Iceman coming. <laughs> Fucking, that's the good shit. Um, we're getting way off stop topic. Stop it. Yeah, stop it. What are you doing? I've, I, yeah, I like Arnie, as you can tell. Anyway, fuck it. We're right, out. Let's go. I love you all. Thank you. Elkenwood, winter cometh. See you later. Fucking cheers. <laughs> Thank you.
Objectively be bad? Yes. But that doesn't mean we can't learn from it. I'm Alex Smith. And I'm James Keogh. And on our new podcast, My Songs Suck, we talk to writers, musicians who share with us some of their earlier, less good content and reflect on how far they've come. If you want to get in on the fun, head to That's Not Canon Productions or find us on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever podcatcher you use. My Songs Suck, because everyone makes mistakes. Just make sure you record them. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.